Hey there, I'm Charlie Conlon, creator of Knowing My Nightmares. Thanks for supporting the podcast. I hope my nightmares are giving you nightmares. If you are having nightmares, I want to hear them. I'm encouraging everyone to send me your dreams. Email me your terrifying dream dramas at knowingmynightmares at gmail.com, and it could be featured in upcoming episodes. Hi there, I'm Logan. And I'm Lindsay. And we host the new podcast, Folklore on the Rocks, where we talk about folklore and lesser-known creatures, cryptids, and monsters from around the world. So when we say lesser known, we mainly mean that we won't be covering creatures like Bigfoot or Nessie or Chupacabra, just because they're discussed so often, and the world just has so many other awesome options to draw from. Every two weeks, we will be diving deep into the legends and culture that surround a specific creature, and getting a little bit tipsy while we do so. But don't worry, we do our research sober. On the weeks in between, we're going to be narrating and discussing folktales. Some will be historical folklore from the regions that our creatures are from, and some will be modern folklore, such as no sleeps and creepypastas. You can find out more about us on our website, FolkloreOnTheRocks.com, on Facebook and Instagram at FolkloreOnTheRocks, on Twitter at FolkloreRocks. So grab a drink, join us, and come on, let's dig deep together. Dreams can free us from the stresses of our waking life, making our wishes a personal reality for a brief moment in time. However, the state of your waking life directly affects the dreams or nightmares you experience. Often we get caught up in the routine, not allowing ourselves to take a moment and relax, and sometimes it can feel we are a part of an assembly line in the factory of life. This can cause stress in your life and stress plays a huge role in causing nightmares, spawning monsters to stalk you, ghosts to haunt you, and foes to attack you. A lot of the time we forget the dreams we have. We wake up in the morning and think about the dream, then without a moment's notice we forget it completely, and only sometimes remembering fractions of it later in the day. There are reasons why you remember certain dreams over others. One being that the dream images themselves are weak and insignificant, and your brain just sees them as unimportant information and forgets about it. Another reason is the dreams are so random and sometimes hard to understand, your brain has a hard time putting context to the images. It would be like taking a poem that flows well and is easy to remember, then rearranging the words, placing them in random spots in the sentence, causing it to become harder to remember the poem and the messages within it. Then there are dreams we never forget. Dreams we had when we were very young that have stayed in our memories throughout our entire lives. We remember these dreams for so long because they've impacted us emotionally, whether it was something that made you laugh, angry, or cry. Another reason is if the dream images were very strong. Some people have what's called hypermesic dreams, which are vivid dreams so clear they seem real. These dreams are more common with certain mental health issues like PTSD, anxiety disorders, and or high stress. 
This is why we tend to remember nightmares over dreams. Because nightmares are a combination of all these things. You're stressed, so you have a nightmare. Then the nightmare itself is vivid and filled with images that shock you to your core. Branding to your memory, and these memories stick with you throughout your life. I'm Charlie Conlon, and this is the nightmare I had last night. When I awoke inside my nightmare, I was on an old train. The railway car was empty. The dull rumble of the tracks was calming. The bench I sat on and all the seats, as well as the floor, were made of a rich mahogany. The standing poles and railings all around were bronze pipes. I got up from my seat and noticed I was alone. I walked to the back of the train and peered through the window of the door leading into the vestibule connecting the two cars. And no one was on the other train car, either. Was I the only one riding this vintage train? Outside the train, farmland stretched across the horizon. The gloom of the day dulled the colors of the green terrain. Ahead, I could see darker clouds, but they weren't storm clouds. Large stacks of black smoke billowed up into the sky from a village. As the train got closer, I could see the smog expelling out of tall brick smokestacks from factories and workhouses. The train began to stop as it entered into the village. I braced myself against the bronze pole which had a strong smell of old metal. The train ran through a neighborhood on an elevated railway above the road. Below were brick housing projects, all connected in a row. It seemed to be a company town. However, it looked deserted. The train came to a crawl as it slowly entered a station just past the slums, though this didn't look like any normal train station. The building it stopped at was one of the factories shooting black smoke into the sky from its smokestacks. The factory's roof was dark metal, and the building itself was made of red brick, but it had no windows. And I tried to get a better look of the station, or factory, but steam covered the windows and surrounded the area. The vestibule door was unlocked, so I slid it open and hopped off the train onto the small platform. As suspected, all of the other train cars were empty, but also the terminal was deserted. Inside the train station was just a couple of small benches, but again, empty. The air was heavy with smog caused by the factory, but also another smell. The smell of rot and waste, I could almost taste it. At the end of the station, I could hear the hum of machinery drifting out from a corridor connecting the small station to the factory. I made my way down the corridor. It was wide, with a low ceiling, and the floor was made of tile. At the end, I came to an old metal clocking-in board. There were ID cards with various names printed on them laying on the floor, scattered all around. According to the schedule next to the machine, nobody was working today. Not only that, but it looks like no one has clocked in for a while. Then why is the train bothering to travel here? To my right, there was a door leading into a changing room. 
Inside the changing room, there were aisles of lockers, hundreds of lockers, with wooden benches between them. Most of the lockers were opened and rummaged through. Towels, personal items, work uniforms, and hard hats scattered all around, and at the end of the dressing room was a large metal door. But it was locked. What happened here? This place is ransacked, deserted. But then, why is the machinery still operating? And the smell? Across the room, there was a locker shut with a large padlock on it. It was made of heavy metal with an old skeleton keyhole. Why is this the only locker with a lock? I gripped the padlock hard and pulled it, hoping that it would break due to its age. I pulled harder. The lock snapped and fell to the floor in pieces. Wow, I guess it was old. I gripped the locker's handle when suddenly I could hear someone coming down the corridor. They were saying something. No, singing. Going down to me in great, making my way through this shit. All I do is work to a stink, turn my cord for a drink. <coughs> the man entered the changing room and began walking between the aisles. This must be his locker. The lock now clearly broken off on the floor. I hopped over the bench and stuffed myself into one of the lockers. I could hear him walking down the aisles on the other side of where I was. I tried to shut the locker, but my leg was caught and I couldn't close it. Finally, I managed to shut the locker completely. My breath was heavy, so I tried to stifle it with my hand. Through the slits of the locker door, I could see the man walk across the room into the locker where I had broken the lock. He was large, bald, wearing no shirt, tattered denim jeans, and very large boots completely covered in mud. He was smoking a cigarette that filled the room with a stale smoke. I couldn't see his face, but his back was sweaty, with a fine layer of grease that matted down his white back hair. Going down to the meat and grit. Take him up. What the fuck? Hey. Hey. Who's here? He stomped around the room looking for me, up and down the aisles, then began opening lockers, hastily looking for the intruder. I tried hard not to make a sound as he slammed through lockers all around me. Come out! Getting closer and closer to where I was. Come on, show yourself! Shit! On light! The man ran back to his locker and grabbed a dirty white coat and a red hard hat, and then left in a hurry. I was alone. I opened the locker and looked around. Quietly, I leaned around the corners, inspecting the aisles, making sure the man was gone, and that I was truly alone. And that's when I heard it. The train was leaving the factory. I was now stuck in this hell with someone who intended to do me harm. I stared at the metal door located at the end of the changing room. Assumingly, it led into the factory. It was still open ajar from when the man went through it. There was a faint stink billowing out from the crack. With the train gone and no other way to get off the station, maybe there's another way out of here, inside the factory itself. I grabbed the door and slowly opened it. It was heavy, and I had to use my entire body to push it open. Once the door was open, 
it revealed there was a staircase descending down into the machine room. Inside the belly of the factory, it was hard to see. Without any windows allowing natural light to enter, only dim electric lanterns mounted on the walls lit the area. The air was thick, metallic and rotten. All around were spinning gears, conveyor belts, red-hot pipes and engines, all connected to large machinery, loudly operating autonomously. I roamed between the huge equipment, in hopes to finding an exit. But it was difficult, like navigating my way through a maze, and ultimately, I came to a dead end. I should just go back to the station, maybe wait for another train. There was a strange sound coming from the machine next to me. No, not the machine, but an entryway in the wall, which had a conveyor belt moving out from it. I hopped up onto a pole and leaned over the conveyor belt to get a better look inside, while making sure my fingers didn't get caught in the mechanics of the belt. What is that sound? Huge, beastly pigs piled through the opening, all crowded together on the conveyor belt, biting and screaming. I lost my footing and fell, yelling out in fear. I hit the ground hard, whiplashing my neck against the concrete. Who is that? I swear to God, if someone's here, I'll kill you. The man was in the room with me the whole time, and I didn't even know. I looked around for a place to hide, the pigs flailing all around, screaming. I could hear the man shuffling through the machinery. I'll kill you, you hear me? I pulled myself underneath the conveyor, crawling away just as the man reached to where I was. I dragged myself along the floor, and the man frantically looked around for me. Oh, come on! Come out! I reached the base of a large piece of machinery. The pigs were forced into this machine and slaughtered. Their screams shot into the air while their blood pooled into the drains. The man was coming back, looking all around. I tried to get out from under the belt, to the other side of the machine, but my shirt got caught in the gears. The engine quickly pulled me in and caught my shoulder. The gears ripped into my flesh. I tried to pull away, but got my hand stuck in the act. I kicked off the machine and rolled away. My right shoulder was torn and my left hand was shredded. The pain was incredible. I ran through the machinery fast, unsure of where I was even going. Hey you, stop! At the end of the warehouse, I found a hall, and entered into it making haste before this belligerent man caught up with me. I opened a door and threw myself in, and slammed it shut with my foot. I laid at the top of a metal staircase, cradling my wounded hand. The man wasn't far behind. I could hear him checking every room and closet. I knew he would reach me soon, so I hurried down the stairs descending into the basement. The smell here was worse than ever. A sour flavor of shit and blight. At the bottom, I was stunned at what I'd found. In a huge underground cellar that spanned for miles were pigs. As far as the eye could see, thousands upon thousands, all massively crowded together. I almost passed out from the smell. I know you're down there. I'll get you. He was here, at the top of the staircase. I ran toward the hogs and hopped over the moldy wooden fence which kept them in. Inside the pit, I shoved my way through the crowd of giant swine. They were aggressive, biting and attacking each other, some already dead. 
Then a huge sow rammed into the side of me, knocking me to the ground. It began biting my leg hard. Others joined in, biting and tearing at my flesh. These hogs were hungry, and I was their dinner. Hey, where are you? The man's voice carried across the cellar. The pigs quickly scurried away from feasting on my body. I jumped to my feet. From where I was standing inside the pit, I could see he was coming down the stairs with a flashlight. Frantically looking around in the sea of pork, I realized there was nowhere to hide. So I got down on the ground and pushed between two hogs and buried myself in filth. The man entered into the pit and began casing the pen, looking for me. Nowhere to go, so come out! I lay motionless in the dirt, barely able to breathe. My shoulder and hand burned with infection as the dirt seeped into my wounds. The man forced his way through the swine and was upon me. He stepped directly on my shoulder with his huge steel-toed boots, unaware that I was even there. He swung his light back and forth, shining across the sea of sow. I tried hard not to make a sound as his boot dug into my painful shoulder, driving the muck even deeper into the wounds. What? Oh, you swine, move! The man began herding the pigs, booting them towards a door. All right, let's go! The pigs ran, trampling over me, crushing my body. I jumped up to save myself, but was carried away in the mob of hogs. There, that door where the herd is running towards, is my way out. But the man was in front of it, slapping the hogs along. I ducked between the bodies of boar, running with them like an animal. But as we got closer to the door, more pigs funneled in, crushing me between them. There you are! The man grabbed my arm and tried to pull me toward him, but he lost his grip in the chaos. You bastard, come here! He jumped over the pork, reaching for me, trying to grab at my feet, but the hogs pulled me away up the ramp. It looks like I am going to get out of this hell hole. <laughs> the man was laughing hysterically. I could see him at the bottom of the ramp, waving me goodbye. I was caught between the pigs as they pulled me up a ramp, then into a hallway. It became dark, very dark, and I couldn't see. All I could feel around me was flesh. Suddenly, a red light turned on and lit the area. The pigs funneled into a smaller hallway onto a conveyor belt. Crushed at the waist, I pushed and pulled, but I couldn't break away from these pigs. They pinned me down as we traveled up the conveyor belt. I could see a dim light at the end of the tunnel, but it wasn't the end. The belt brought me and the sea of hogs out into the factory where I previously was. The man was standing at the end next to a huge machine, the one that cut me up. He reached up and pulled down on the lever, turning on the machinery. The pigs started freaking out, crushing me almost in half, screaming, trying to escape. Ahead, I could see the hogs entering the machine and quickly being torn apart into different cuts of meat. Their blood and bile pooled out into the drain. I was trapped and helpless as I passed the man. I could see his face now. He had a big, toothless smile and a glass eye with no nose. I passed by him and entered into the machine. <laughs> You're gonna make some perfect feed for my sows. Smoke billowed out the top of the factory, spreading out across the city, covering it in a fog of pollution and caking the stone and brick with pig and human dust. 
and then I woke up. Your subconscious has an interesting way of letting you know that you may be too stressed, showing you that your mind and body is murky, filled with dirt, pollution, and negativity. Stress can manifest in your dreams as many things, such as a person, place, or thing, whether it be a scary clown creeping up on you, or as a monster in the depths of the lake, ready to pull you down to the bottom, or a slaughterhouse factory trapping you inside with the disgusting swine to be sliced and diced by machinery into long pig meat cuts. To break down my nightmare, I'll start from the beginning. When I woke inside my nightmare, I was sitting on an old vintage train. It was empty and I was headed to a bleak working village. Dreaming of a train could mean I am in a transitional part of my life, metaphorically traveling from one station to the next. The train itself was old and vintage, meaning I could be leaving an old self and stepping into a new me. The train was empty, so this could mean I am going at it alone. And in this case, I'm heading to a dark, polluted city. This could mean I am in a transitional part of my life, but it's a transition I may not want to happen. And because I'm not in control of the train, I'm not in control of my life. Heading to my destination on the train, I entered what looked like an old 1930s factory village. Dreaming of an old village can signify community, tradition, and taking things slow. However, the village was deserted and polluted, which could mean I entered into a time in my life I thought was going to help me relax, but in the end was empty and I was alone. Next was the factory. This place can be a metaphor that I am reaching my destination, and this huge factory is my current state of being. Seeing a factory in your dreams can hint that you may be feeling that life is an assembly line, and you are autonomously working in a basic routine. It's possible you're not allowing yourself to step away from the routine to better improve the things that make you happy. Inside the factory, it was seemingly deserted at first, but the machinery was operational and the rotten interior was filled with hogs deep down in the morbid cellar. This cellar could be mirroring my own subconscious and the disgusting state of it could be the accumulation of stress that has built up over time. Dreaming of a factory can sometimes refer to automatic functions of the body, such as breathing and digestion. So not only could this be my mind and subconscious, but possibly my diet. Eating unhealthy can directly affect your body and mood, and ultimately, your mind. Inside the horrible slaughterhouse were pigs ready to be torn apart for meat. Dreaming of pigs can mean that you are neglecting the spiritual side of life and becoming negative and inappropriate with others. Pigs can also represent gluttony and overindulgence. During the nightmare, I was attacked by the pigs inside the massive underground pig pen. They crowded me, pinned me down, and ripped me apart. Pigs eating humans has always been a terrifying theme in stories, 
like in Hannibal where Mason Verger is thrown into the pit of hogs and eaten. Or in the movie Snatch when the mob chops someone up in six pieces and feeds them to 16 pigs. Even though these are just stories, similar events have taken place in real life. In 2013, Francesco Ricosta, an Italian mob boss, was nearly beaten to death with iron bars by a rival gang. They then took Ricosta and threw him into a pig pen where he was eaten alive by hogs while he was still alive. Another example is the man named Robert William Picton, who is a Canadian serial killer known as the Pig Farmer Killer. Robert Picton, or Willie for short, was a farmer and a butcher. He owned a huge farm in Port Coquitlam, which is 27 kilometers east of Vancouver. Willie would abduct sex workers around Port Coquitlam and from Canada's famous Highway of Tears, which is Highway 16 located in Vancouver between Prince George and Prince Rupert. Robert would assault these women, then butcher them the same way he butchered his pigs, and feed the body parts to his pigs, or bring the remains to the meat processing plant, processed into various meat products and sold in stores to the population. He was arrested in 2002 in the connection to the deaths of missing women. Then, in 2007, he was convicted on the second-degree murders of six women and later an additional 20 women. He was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years, the longest sentence ever handed down under the Canadian law. Later, Picton would admit to even more murders, bringing his total to 49 women. Robert Picton was disgusting, an evil serial killer, greasy with the sweat of pig shit and animal guts, much like the man running around in the slaughterhouse in my nightmare. Seeing an aggressive person in a dream could be a sign that you are in some sort of conflict in your waking life. If the person is filthy, it could mean there is something or someone that makes you feel dirty or guilty. The man was running the machinery alone inside the slaughterhouse, ready to butcher swine and ultimately me along with them. To see machinery in your dream suggests that you are too mechanical, but since I was torn up inside the machine, it could mean I am being forced to be mechanical, and I am not used to it or it doesn't suit me well. Dealing with your stress should never be ignored. It's important to face your problems head on, because if you let your mental health slide into a deep pit of a disgusting basement, you might just find yourself a part of the machine, the machine that chops you up and spits you out. So if you are in a transitional part of your life, it might be a good idea to stay on the train and not get off at the first stop. This episode was written by me, Charlie Conlon. Audio editing and voice acting was done by Daniel Jaworski. I hope you enjoyed this scary story. Email the podcast at knowingmynightmares at gmail.com to send me your terrifying nightmares. I want to hear them. Rate and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow me at KMN Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for all things nightmarish. And remember, if things get too scary, you can always wake up.